Welcome to the Lukash Dostal Appreciation Hour, where the bakery is always closed and featuring deliveries from up to 200 feet away. You're Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome everyone to Locked On Goals. Don't touch that dial. It's, it is still Locked On Anaheim Ducks, but it is Goals Thursday which is part of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering minor league hockey for over a decade, and I've been covering minor leagues for a long time. And I've said over and over on this podcast that there's a special goalie in the Ducks system. He's proven it once again. As I mentioned, I'm J.D. Hernandez. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And don't forget that this podcast is free and available across all platforms. I'm on Twitter at StimpyJD. This show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Oh my God. Did you guys see what happened last night in Colorado? We will talk about that. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. But I want to start off with the past weekend of games because there is an award attached to this. I'm talking about the two games against the Henderson Silver Knights. We're going to start off with this first. I know those games were before the one that took place last night, but I want to mention them because on the heels of those two games, Lukas Dostal was named the player of the week in the American Hockey League. How did he do it? Well, he did it with some stellar goaltending and a little bit of, I don't want to say he was overlooked on Friday's game, but he was overlooked. On the, pre- on the first game of this particular week. At Henderson, San Diego came in needing some wins. They just came off of a couple losses against the Ontario Reign, who are, by the way, very close to first place, not just in the Pacific Division, in the entire American Hockey League. And if you happen to watch last night's Reign game, oh my god, Last night was just madness, madness in the Pacific Division. You had the Ontario Reign down by two goals with two minutes left. They came back and win. Then you had San Diego doing their thing. So on the first game, the goals came out firing right away. And it was the Danny O'Regan show. Oh, by the way, I should point out that Danny O'Regan may be exacting a little bit of revenge against his old team. See, Danny O'Regan was part of the Henderson Silver Knights last season, and they unceremoniously shipped him off. So where did he wind up? Right back in the Pacific Division, playing against the San Diego Gulls. And you knew, I mean, at least I knew, that he was exacting revenge based on the last few games, based on just interviews and whatnot. I could tell that he was ready, ready for these two games. And he came out firing in the first period, scoring not one, but two goals in the first five minutes. His first, of his first three shifts, two of them had goals. Woo! Yeah. Daniel Regan scored with about 15 and a half minutes left, then scored a half minute later on the power play. This was off of a Derek Pouliot high-sticking call. So Daniel Regan left the ice for about 20 seconds, got the high-stick call. He comes back out there with that great power play unit, And this is actually the unit that I would like to see for the San Diego goals. Defensemen could be interchangeable. Gooley is up with the Ducks. So I would like to see... I mean, Greg Patteron is good on that power play. 
I kind of want to see Bruyard on there, maybe Jacob Larson, but hey, Greg, Greg Pattern works on that power play along with Wunderkid, Jacob Perot, Alex Lamoge, who I love a lot, Danny O'Regan, and Vinny Letary. And it was my cousin Vinny getting it right out to the point to Greg Pattern, who kind of sliced it inside right on the money to Danny O'Regan. That was a fantastic goal by the San Diego Goals. And honestly, O'Regan, you leave him alone in the slot like that, what do you think is going to happen? Of course he's going to score, especially in the low slot. How do you leave him that open? And if you're Greg Patteron, how did you find him that open? The pass was great. The shot was even better. So that was on O'Regan's second goal of the period, making it 2-0. So I love the power play. Then Gage Queenie scored in the power play. That was just a great power play by the Henderson Silver Knights. Nothing Dostal could do about that. That was his pass-pass. You know, it's a power play. Not going to be too upset about that. Then Alex Limoges scored in the power play. Then Alex Limoges scored again on the power play. So Limoges got two power play goals. Way to go, kid. Then Lucas Elvinus. Oh, by the way, another former Henderson Silver Knight. He scored on his old team. That made it 5-1. to one. The only blemish on Lukas Dostal's night was at the very end with about two minutes left where Pavel Dorofeyev blasted one. I, I, okay, I shouldn't say blasted one. Like, it was a good shot. It wasn't exactly a blast. And he did shoot that one from, I'd say, close to the blue line. It was down the middle, but close to the blue line. And there were a couple screens, but he, he probably still could have gotten it. I think that's the only goal that he probably wants back. So, you know, it is what it is, but he's allowed one blemish. <laughs> it was a 5-2 to two game on that first outing. Saturday's game, completely different story. It was the Lucas Dostal hour. He stopped shot after shot. The goals were outshot in this game 27-22. By the way, Jacob Larson, he finally got on the scoreboard for the goals on that second game. So good for Jacob Larson. He gets on the board. Hooray! Then Alex Limoges scores his third of the weekend. Yeah. Then the Fresh Prince of San Diego, Greg Prince, scored. And Jacob Larson scored again. So, wow, Jacob Larson really on one. So I talked about the goals. I talked about that. Now let's talk about Lucas Dostal. Alright? He was going post to post. He was stopping every shot, including a couple of really close shots. First period... The majority of shots were kind of, I would say, from the point-ish. Not too many challenges for Lukas Dostal. Then the second period, Henderson said, oh, hell no, we're going to come alive now. Almost every shot in the second period was from the home plate area, including a couple of fantastic saves. Uh, I did like that save on Jack Dugan that was right at the buzzer. That was kind of a... Oh, lay out with a couple of seconds left. Just get that stop and get that stop he did. So that was a very impressive stop. And that sequence of shots kind of in the middle of the period where you had Gage Quinney with a shot. You had Pavel Dorofeyev with a shot. You had Peter Deliberator with a shot. So Lukas Dostal was just stopping everything. And most of those shots were in the high slot area, which was a complete defensive breakdown for the San Diego goals. Yeah, the defense broke down and Dostal bailed them out. This has been a theme all season long. Granted, there was a power play in there. I mean, 
there was that little mini fight between Vinny Letary and Reed Duke in the second period. So a couple of those shots were on the power play for Henderson. And when you stop those power play shots and you give your penalty killing some confidence, then it's going to roll over and roll over some more. So then there was another power play for Henderson later in the third period, and he stopped all of those shots as well. Yeah. Even though there was another too many men call by the goals. By the way, something that has plagued them all season. I haven't talked about that a whole lot, but they've got to watch those silly penalties, and that was a big one. So Lucas Dostal had to bail them out again on another penalty kill. So there you go. Dostal stopped all 27 shots from the Henderson Silver Knights. He got the shutout, and the goals were victorious for nothing, their second win in a row. So looking back on that week of games, you had the game on Saturday, Friday, and the previous game against the Ontario Reign, who, by the way, I talked about that game last week. That was the game in Ontario where Ole Eriksson X started the game, promptly gave up four goals, and then Lukas Dostal came in in relief. And he stopped every shot that came his way, and he was impressive. Just super impressive in Ontario. And he was impressive on that first game against Henderson. And still impressive on that second game against Henderson. So it's no wonder that Dostal was named the AHL Player of the Week. And all of this took place before last night's game, which we will talk about after this first intermission. When we come back, we'll talk all about Lukas Dostal and what the heck he did in Colorado. But first, let's talk about betonline.net, which is where the game starts. And folks, basketball season is heating up both in the NBA and especially college hoops. March Madness is approaching. It's March Madness, baby. Get those brackets out. Get all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, and find out what what the lines are going to be and who might win March Madness. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. So if you are bold enough to bet on a number 12 seed beating a number 5 seed, if you're looking for that next, that next Cinderella rather to bet for, then head over to BetOnline. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Gulls, which is part of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with J.D. Hernandez, and it is the Lukash Dostal Appreciation Hour, and we got to talk about what happened on last night's game. I first talked about what led up to that, and that he was the player of the week already in the American Hockey League. So coming off the heels of three impressive performances, you got to think, well, how's he going to top that? He just had a shutout against the Henderson Silver Knights, and he still had that shutout streak going. So surely you think, well, he's going to continue his brilliance, right? Abso-freaking-lutely. First period, Colorado was buzzing early on. They outshot the goals 17-6, to but the only 
misplay for Colorado was that Keaton Middleton, yes, that Keaton Middleton, got caught cross-checking, so the goals were on the power play, and 11 seconds into the power play, Nicholas Bruyard with a nifty pass to Vinny Letary. That's a power play goal for the goals, 1-0 early on. Then in the second period, it was all Colorado, and this is in thanks mostly, not in part, thanks mostly to a plethora of penalties against the San Diego goals. Colorado had not one, not two, not three, but four. Oh, too many power plays for the Colorado Eagles. And one of them was a two-man advantage late in the second period. That's when things got really dicey. First, you had a Braden Tracy roughing penalty, then a Jacob Larson holding penalty. This after Jack Bedini scores. Then you had Braden Tracy caught high-sticking, and a minute later, Greg Prince, he got caught holding, so you had a two-man advantage for a while. And this is where Dostal, I thought, really shone. Pretty much all of those shots were right down the middle. They were in the slot. In fact, all but eight shots in that second period were in the slot, and they didn't score any of them. And there were a couple really juicy rebounds. I mean, they were juicy rebounds. And Dostal made one spectacular save. Lunging, saving the day, keeping it a two-goal game. That was probably his best period, I would argue, of the season. He was everywhere. He stopped all 21 shots, including about eight or nine shots during Colorado's power plays. Colorado, for what it's worth, they were 0 for 6 on the power plays. 0 for 6. Then the third period, the goals were just energized after that. They wanted to back up their goalie. Lucas Dostal bailed them out. The goals are going to come right back and score a bunch of goals. Daniel Regan scored. Then Trevor Carrick scored, making it 4 nothing. and Carrick's on the power play. So late in the game, the goals do what they sometimes do is they get a little bit lazy on defense. And that's when the floodgates open for Colorado once again. Dostal's shutout streak ended right there. Shane Bauer scored his fourth. Then Mikhail Maltsev scored his twelfth. All of a sudden, it's 4-2 to two with about three minutes left. But you got to feel pretty good with Dostal and net because both of those were not Dostal's fault. The defense just could not come through with clearing the puck. They just didn't pull through for him. Sound familiar, Ducks fans? <laughs> yeah, so the only reason Dostal did not get the taser was because the goals were up by a lot at that point. So you got to feel pretty good about that. And both of those goals were up close, screened, nothing Dostal could do. Then, here we go. With 30 seconds left, Dostal gathers the puck behind his own net. He looked and he said, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot. So he flung the puck towards the empty net as he falls over. And the puck trickles, trickles, until it finally goes through the net. And just like that, we have a goalie goal. Lukas Dostal becomes the first San Diego goal in franchise history to score a goalie goal. And this officially happened with 20 seconds left on the clock. And that made it a 5-2 to two final score. Let's talk about the goal first off. 
Lucas Dostal is just amazing. And I love the interview that he had after the game where he just kind of chuckled and said, yeah, I mean, I had the puck behind me. I saw the net. I saw the chance. And he just said, why not? Yeah, Lukas Dostal really said, let's try it. And try it, he did. I, I just love that he just said those three words. Let's try it. Why the hell not? I mean, they're already up by two goals. There's no one within 20 feet of him, and he'll just fling it. And he saw the Colorado Eagles coming in from the red line, so he knew he had a chance. And this was the perfect chance to do it. There's no one around him. There's no one past the red line. So that's why he really said, let's try it. And he said it was a fun moment. (laughs) He said it was a fun moment, guys. That's how awesome this was. And you could just tell he was chuckling. He was smiling. He really enjoyed it. He pumped his fists in the air. What I loved about this goal was the celebration. He knew it as soon as it went in. He knew he had done something special. Now, mind you, he did try this in Finland and did not get it. So he was wanting to try this again. Not his first time. And just the reaction afterwards where Dostal jumps in the air, raises the stick, and kneels down on one knee. Actually has a pretty good celebration. What I also loved was the entire goals bench jumped out of their bench and all congratulated him. That's not something that you see very often. You don't normally see the entire bench jump out during a regular season game where you're up by three goals. That normally doesn't happen. That shows you how much they love their goalie. Those players love Dostal. And this goes back to last year's playoffs when everybody consoled him. Everybody that I have talked to, they love Dostal. They love him. He's a great guy on and off the ice. And for those of you Duck fans that are wondering how Lucas Dostal is off the ice, he is just charis- like he's pretty charismatic, but he is super nice. He's pretty kind. And everyone loves him. Everyone just loves him. And it kind of warms my heart to see the entire bench go absolutely berserk on that moment. What I also loved was all the goals fans that came out. And there was a bunch of them. And shout out to Audrey. Audrey Stratton was one of those fans, I believe, who went out there. And there was at least a dozen goals fans that came out and said, you know what? We're going to do this. We're going to have fun. And they certainly had a freaking blast. Loved it. I just loved it. How can you not be thrilled with that goalie goal? And I love the call from Andy Zilch there as well. Zilchy, for what it's worth, did a freaking fantastic job. My goodness. And also there was the goal's president of business ops, Matt Savant was also there. I I just love that all the goals fans came out. Some of them came out with their 80s jerseys. They had their USA jersey. I mean, the fans that came out were incredible. And yes, Audrey, by the way, I don't know if you're listening, but I could hear you guys through the broadcast. I can hear some of the chants. You're taking them on the road. I heard a little bit of one, two, three, four. Like, I heard it, and I loved it. So props to the goals fans that traveled out there. And there was a few of them, and I do know some of them. So you guys are all awesome. So I'm going to message Audrey afterwards and say, you know what? Here's your props. 
you guys are awesome. I love that you guys traveled. And I love, I love seeing you guys. I love seeing you guys. And hopefully I'll get down to San Diego at least one more time this season to actually say hi again. Because Goals fans are, are just incredible. They're incredible. I heard y'all. All right, we're going to talk a little bit more about this goalie goal after the second intermission. And I'll talk about some of the history behind goalie goals in the league. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to episode number 493 of Locked on Ducks. But today it is Goals Thursday, so it's Locked on Goals. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. So let's have some fun with stats. Once again, Lucas Dostal becomes the first San Diego goal to score a goalie goal. And as Andy Zilch pointed out, and he did put this up via Twitter just a few minutes ago, since the goals began play in 2015, there have been six goalie goals in the American League. Three have occurred in a game featuring the goals, and three came directly from the goaltender's stick. Now, I'm a big AHL guy. I mean, I do cover the Ducks, but I'm a big AHL guy. That's where my bread and butter is. I remember one of those. It was painful. Painful to watch. We'll get to that momentarily. Okay, so let's talk about those. Jonas Gustafson for the Bakersfield Condors. He scored against the San Diego Goals back in 2017. This was out in Bakersfield. This was not a good play for the San Diego Goals. That was just a bad one. Then you had a familiar name. A name that you've definitely heard if you're a fan of the NHL. Alex Nedeljkovic, yes, Ned, got a goalie goal against the Hartford Wolfpack in 2018. That one was off the stick. That one was pretty brilliant. Then you have Tristan Jari. Yes, that Tristan Jari from the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. That one was a nice, nice, nice one. Tristan Jari just had the puck on his stick. And this was after a face-off, too where the Springfield Thunderbirds, they pulled their goalie, and I believe it was Hutchinson that was in goal. Jari stopped the puck, and without missing a beat, just flung it high into the air, and that one went very quickly into the net. Yeah, the T-Birds players were pissed off. But Jari was the first goalie in Penguins history to score a goalie goal. That happened back in 20... I want to say 2018 as well. Earlier this season... This one I remember because I saw my buddy, Joey Z, Joseph Sakcheski. He tweeted about this and he loved this. Colin Delia, by the way, Colin Delia, Rancho Cucamonga native, scored a goalie goal. And this was not a direct one. Colin Delia kind of stopped the puck. Texas tried to clear it and failed to do so. Yeah, that one... That one was pretty bad as well. So, that's another goalie goal. So, I've mentioned five of them. Gustafsson, Najukovic, Jari, Delia, and Dostal. There's one that I'm leaving out that I'm bringing up right now. And this brings back some memories. And goals fans, you might want to turn away. I don't know if Ducks fans remember this. And if you do remember this, great. If you don't, well, I'll just educate you on this one. This took place... The last time the San Diego Goals hosted a playoff game at Pachanga Arena. 
all the way back in May 25th, 2019. Yeah, we're going way, way, way back here. This was Memorial Day weekend. At the time, the Chicago Wolves and the San Diego Goals were tied at two games apiece, going into a very crucial Game 5. And by the way, this was an NHL Network game. So a lot of people were watching this happen. Uh, bring it, It's bringing back just painful memories if you're a Goals fan. I was there for this. I remember this. This sucked. <laughs> this really sucked. Uh, where do I where do I start? I mean, Max Legacy. Legacy stopped a shot pretty early in what was going to be a delayed penalty. And this was going to be a penalty on TJ Tynan. So it was Isaac Lundestrom who tried to clear the puck. And I believe, if I remember correctly, it was Simon Benoit who tried to clear it and just mishandled it at the blue line. So he tries to corral the puck. Benoit tries to corral it. Sends it back back to their own zone. And I think it was uh, Sam Carrick that touched it. Went back to the boards. And then it was Isaac Lundestrom who tried to pass it back. And I believe that he was trying to pass it back to, I want to say, either Kiefer Sherwood or back to Sam Carrick. But Isaac Lundestrom did not look behind him. This one was on Lundestrom. He passed it back and right into their own goal on a delayed penalty. And as soon as Andy Zilch posted that, my first thought was, delayed penalty, delayed penalty. I remembered this. It was in the back of my mind, and I remembered it. I remember I was there for one. So, yeah. That one also occurred in a game featuring, featuring the goals. And by the way, this is the only time that there was a goalie goal in the AHL playoffs. And it came against the San Diego goals. It was a 3-2 to two game. San Diego was about to go on the power play. They were about to. And instead, Legacy gets credited for the goal. The Chicago Wolves go up 4-2 to two instead of San Diego trying to tie the game. And that was all she wrote. That pretty much sealed the deal for the goals pretty much in that series too because... I remember that after that goal was scored, I remember thinking, they're not going to come back from this. They're just not. Emotionally, how do you recover from something like that? The series went back to the Chicago All-State Arena, where the Wolves beat the goals 3-1 to in Game 6. They won the series four games to two on Memorial Day, and the goals were eliminated. So instead of tying the game in Game 5 with a chance to win it in overtime... And possibly take the lead 3-2 to two in the series and be one game away from the Calder Cup final. Yeah, pain, painful, painful memories when you hear the terms goalie goal and the San Diego goals. But some of those memories are wiped away. Because Lukas Dostal becomes the first goal to score a goalie goal. So there's kind of your little, you know, history lesson for the day. So, yeah, there you go. All right, um, another kind of news and notes in the AHL, just because I do want to bring this up, the goals' upcoming schedule. They have two more games against the Colorado Eagles Friday and Saturday. Then they face off against the Stockton Heat in Stockton next Wednesday. That is going to be a crucial, crucial game for both the goals and the Stockton Heat. 
If you're a Goals fan, you absolutely want to win that game and you want to try to win as many games as possible. The Ontario Reign would love the Goals to win because they are right there, just a point or two back of the Stockton Heat for that number one seed. And we will take a quick look at the standings before we head off. The Stockton Heat are in first place in the division. They're first in the league. Ontario just behind them after their impressive comeback win yesterday. Then further down, you got a slew of teams. Bakersfield, Colorado, Abbotsford, Henderson. All bunched up together. Then you have the San Diego Goals. They're pretty good in that seventh seed. They're going to face off against either the Ontario Reign or the Stockton Heat. I don't know who the Goals want to face. I don't think they want to face Ontario right now. Ontario's clicking on all cylinders. Stockton just lost a pretty bad game recently. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm torn on this one, but that's who we're looking at for the playoffs, and that's a quick look at the standings for right now in the American Hockey League's Pacific Division. All right, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. It is greatly appreciated, and thanks to all the Goals fans. I see you guys listening down in San Diego County. Thanks to you all. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Odyssey, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, among many others. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And make Locked On Bets your second listen of the day with your boy Q. Also, check out Locked On NHL. Make that your third listen of the day. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. You could follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, Thank you all so very much for listening. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the night. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another and ducks and goals fly together. Fly together.